48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. The number of new COVID cases falls for the third day in a row. The education minister says he doesn't think parents will lie about their children's COVID status as classes resume on Tuesday. And the Labour minister says the $2 fare scheme for senior citizens is the best possible perk for people who don't yet qualify for other subsidies. Health officials have reported 747 new COVID cases today, slightly down on yesterday's total. It's the third day in a row Hong Kong has reported fewer than 1,000 cases. 11 cases were imported. Another 29 patients with COVID have died. A chief manager with the hospital authority, Larry Lee, says health officials have made preparations together with the education authorities for a rebound in cases after in-person schooling resumes on Tuesday. So we've conducted drills because we expect the upcoming situation to involve different stakeholders than in the past. Besides, internally at the authority, our paediatricians have been communicating with stakeholders. We've held meetings. We have plans for our hospitals to admit more paediatric patients. And also at community treatment centres or our infection control centre at North Lantau, we will consider proposals to better support the admission of families with different needs. The Education Minister Kevin Young says he's confident parents won't be tempted to lie about their children's COVID test results when classes resume in the coming week. Andrew Shirovsky has details. Speaking on a television program, Mr. Young said his confidence is based on experience and his belief that parents won't want to give their children the wrong message by not telling the truth. All pupils and staff will have to take an at-home rapid test before classes every day and report any positive results to school authorities. They'll have to pass the information on to health officials. Defending the government's decision to offer free test kits only to families in need, Mr. Young said there was no indication that the price of tests had surged because of extra demand. He said he believed most families could cope with the cost of the kits. The Labour Minister says offering cheap public transport is the best way for the SAR to help people aged 60 to 64 and the scheme won't put a long-term burden on the economy. Frank Young reports. Writing on his official blog, Lord Shi Kuang used a phrase introduced by President Xi Jinping saying that the $2 fare scheme maximised the sense of gain for senior citizens, bringing them more satisfaction than any form of support. He said people had saved up to $500 a month since the age limit was reduced from 65 in February. He says allowing people to pay only $2 for a trip is obviously the best possible perk for people who don't yet qualify for other subsidies. He brushed aside concerns that the cost would balloon as the SAR's population ages, saying projections show that the number of people in the 60 to 64 age bracket will peak in just two years. And he said he was almost certain that the scheme will stay within its budget of $6 billion this year. Lawmakers have urged the sole candidate for chief executive John Lee to improve relations between the executive and legislative branches. At a virtual meeting, several lawmakers said they hoped officials would communicate more and not beat around the bush in discussions. Others called on Mr Lee to ensure he appoints people with both political integrity and ability in the upcoming administration. Former Chief Executive C.Y. Leung has argued that Hong Kong people who've left the territory haven't actually emigrated because they haven't relinquished their SAR passports or ID cards. Speaking on commercial radio, Mr. Leung said they're maintaining their Hong Kong identity and keeping open the option of returning. 
誒而家啲所謂移民嘅人，包括攞 BNO 護照去英國嘅咧。These so-called migration cases, including those who obtain British national overseas passports to the UK, they are not migrating; they are just relocating. They move from Hong Kong to the UK or places like Australia and Canada. Why? I've never heard of these people relinquishing their SL passport and ID card to the SL government. Mr. Leung said that as long as the SAR handles its political problems well, there's still plenty of room for development. He said the authorities could help clear up misunderstandings about political developments here. To the weather forecast, it's going to be mainly cloudy, but with sunny intervals tomorrow. Temperatures in the region of 20 to 25 degrees, with moderate east to northeasterly winds. The outlook mainly cloudy on Tuesday and a few showers midweek this week. The weather will improve in the latter part of this week, and it will be hot during the daytime. Currently, the observatory 21 degrees Celsius, humidity 77 percent. You're listening to RTHK. It's exactly five minutes past eleven. Turning overseas, the great-granddaughter of Soviet-era leader Nikita Khrushchev has told the BBC President Putin may be prepared to use battlefield nuclear weapons if necessary to win the war in Ukraine. Nina Khrushcheva, who's an international affairs professor based in New York, said the Russian leader saw himself as the latest in a long line of strong Russian leaders dating back to Peter the Great. I think this war is really the one that Putin plans to win, and plans to win at any cost. That is suggesting if he needs to declare victory, and he may need to use tactical nuclear weapons. I'm not predicting that, but that could be one of the options that the Russians may be prepared to use because some of the people in the government have already kind of vented this idea as a possibility. Pope Francis has used his traditional Easter message to criticize the Russian assault on Ukraine. Speaking from the central balcony of St. Peter's Basilica, the Pope said Ukraine had been dragged into a cruel and senseless conflict. He talked about the refugees and displaced persons, the orphaned children, and the ruined cities of Ukraine. May there be peace in war torn Ukraine, so sorely tried by the violence and the destruction of the cruel and senseless war into which it was dragged. The Pope said the world was involved in fratricidal hatred even after two years of the pandemic. He also drew attention to the conflict in the Middle East. Calling for peace in Libya and a resolution to the war in Yemen. North Korea says it successfully tested a new weapon, which it says will significantly enhance its military capabilities. Experts believe the new type of missile is designed to carry compact nuclear warheads and could indicate Pyongyang is preparing to resume nuclear testing. The BBC's Jean McKenzie reports. Photos published this morning claim to show North Korea's leader Kim Jong Un smiling and clapping as he watches the launch of this new missile, surrounded by officials in uniform. State media has described it as a greatly significant weapon, which will boost the efficiency of its tactical nuclear operation. The country stopped nuclear testing in 2017, and the following year blew up the tunnels at its testing site. But recent satellite images suggest work is underway to restore them. The military rulers of Myanmar say they're releasing 1,600 prisoners to mark the Buddhist New Year. The BBC's Michael Bristow reports. The authorities traditionally release prisoners during the New Year festival, although the number is well down on the 23,000 pardoned last year. Despite that, families gathered outside Insane Prison in Yangon on Sunday, 
hoping their loved ones would be among those released. Most were disappointed, including the relatives of the many thousands imprisoned for protesting against the army's seizure of power last year. The new year in Myanmar is usually welcomed by happy crowds gathering outside for water fights, and the streets have been mostly quiet this year, with people expressing their discontent by boycotting the celebrations. The two most senior clerics in the Anglican Church have condemned plans by the British government to send many asylum seekers to Rwanda. The Archbishops of Canterbury and York, Justin Welby and Stephen Cottrell, believe the policy amounts to the subcontracting of Britain's responsibilities to other countries. Archbishop Welby expressed his criticism during his Easter sermon. It cannot carry the weight of our national responsibility as a country formed by Christian values because subcontracting out our responsibilities even to a country that seeks to do well like Rwanda is the opposite of the nature of God who himself took responsibility for our failures on the cross. Britain's Prince Harry and his wife Meghan have paid tribute to the people of Ukraine at the Invictus Games. The Duke of Sussex, who set up the sporting competition for injured military veterans, told the opening ceremony the world was united with Ukraine. The Duchess praised the country's team for making the journey to the Netherlands to take part. For each team, my husband and I both recognise it's been a lot to get here, both physically and emotionally, not least of which for the Ukraine team whom we are all standing with, Oksana team, we talked about it yesterday, Slavo Ukraini. The Ukrainian athletes were given special permission by President Zelensky to attend. They received a standing ovation when they arrived at the ceremony in The Hague. To end the news, the top story once again, the number of new COVID cases falls for the third day in a row. And that's the news from RTHK. Before doing a COVID-19 rapid antigen test, read the user guide carefully and follow each step as instructed. First, prepare a clean surface and wash your hands. For a nasal swab, insert the swab into your nostrils and rub it against the walls of each nostril several times as instructed. Submerge the swab tip fully into the buffer solution and stir. Squeeze droplets of the solution slowly into the well of the test device afterwards. Wait for the time specified in the user guide and read the result. Results taken beyond the time limit will be invalid. When finished, dispose of all parts of the test kit properly. If only the C-line is present, the test result is negative. If both the C-line and the T-line are present, the test result is positive. In which case, you have to take a photo of the result and report it within 24 hours via the declaration system of the Department of Health. Do the test often by yourself. It helps you detect any infection and receive treatment as soon as possible to protect yourself and others around you. Do the test. Protect yourself and others. 24 hours a day. This is RTHK. And we're back. Let's kick it off a little Toto. Got some Night Ranger, Scorpions, Fleetwood Mac, 38 Special Starship, Phil Collins, Metallica, The Police. All coming up this hour. Keep those requests coming in. You're listening to Radio 3. And me, Michael Lance, for Sunday Late.